Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Well, we are now less than two weeks from SEC football media days. How about that? Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. David Churba is in the producer's chair today. Hope you had a good fourth. Uh, I did, except for one thing. Uh, I have a dog who does not like fireworks. She's just a baby. She's about a year old. And, man... She crawls under the bed, does not like it. You know, gets on your back and claws, and uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, pretty good. Today, I'm going to ask you <clears throat> to. Oh, by the way, let me before I do that. At, at Wimbledon, Djokovic today got down two sets to an Italian. And they're in the fifth set, and Djokovic is up. So he's come all the way back to tie. But he was in real danger early. He went down two quick sets. Later in the week, uh, we're gonna, today, we're going to talk to Phil Steele. Phil's Magazine coming out, talking college football. Uh, he'll tell you some of his predictions. Uh, tomorrow, going to talk a little NFL with Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Urban Meyer is going to join us to talk some college football later in the week. But let me tell you what's going on today. There are published reports that say the Big 12 is meeting with representatives from Utah, Florida's first opponent in football, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State to discuss possibly leaving the Pac-12 to go to the Big 12. If that happens, the Pac-12 is on life support. It is. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know that it's going to be imminent. I, from who I have talked to, and I would also tell you, Today, I spent a lot of time on the phone on this expansion. This expansion stuff fascinates me. And what fascinates me about it, it's very much like golf, isn't it? I, I was sitting, and I'm making the comparison, and here's where I am going, all right? The PGA Tour. Whatever it is or whatever it is, and it's been around for a million years, okay? Now comes this new league or whatever you want to call it, and some people just said, well, I'm not going to leave the PGA. I'm not going to. I'm Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with the PGA. And then a few days or a few weeks later, by taking the money. And as I said to you before, we all work for that, right? We all work for money. Well, college football expansion. 
what happened to all those things that some of these leagues had in common, right? They were going to work for one another, right? The power five. That it is just like golf. This What we're in now is live. If you were making an analogy, we're in live right now because it's about money. That's what all this is about. And that's why it fascinates me as to what's going to happen. So today, I'm going to make you the czar of college football. What would you do? And one of the options is to not go back. You cannot go back. You know, in other words, UCLA, USC, gone. Right? You can't go back. So now, what would you do? Because we're not going to see this this year. We're not going to see this next year. It's going to be a little while. So this this will eventually sort of settle because when football starts, nobody cares. Nobody cares what happens in 2025. It's like, who's going to win this game now? But what if some of these leagues say we're going to get these teams in earlier? Because you have to schedule, right? So if what do you what would you do if you were the czar of college football today? Um, Gators get a, uh, a verbal commitment over the July Fourth holiday. A four star edge rusher, uh, good get for the Gators. T.J. Searcy um, and Clemson, Tennessee, South Carolina. It isn't exactly you know Georgia, Alabama, but hey. If you're going to complain about Florida not getting recruits, they got a four-star guy. So that's good. Major League Baseball. We're at the July 4th poll. Whatever your favorite team might be. My Mets are in first place, but a once 10-and-a-half game lead over the Braves has shrunk to three-and-a-half. But Jacob deGrom had a rehab start. Max Scherzer. So if the Mets get them back, yeah, pretty good. All right. Uh, anything else you want to bring up, you can. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Dick is first. Dick, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Okay. Hey, first of all, I don't know. Uh, college football is kind of a mess, but uh, – I want to kind of talk about something a little different. You just kind of kind of mentioned it with that last recruit about the verbal commitment. And you said you're going to complain about not getting recruits. This is a good one. And you got two good edge rushers. And if you look, uh, you know, our pressure and stuff like that's been kind of an issue uh, the last couple of years in our secondary. So I think what they're doing so far is really good. But my, my bone to pick today is with the University of Florida beat writers. And the reason why is because, if, if, you know, I know that Katie Turner's come out. I heard a special teams coach came out and say, hey, if you're not with us, you're against us. Our beat writers sometimes, I think, need to relax, man. I look at Warchant and the FSU. Those guys, Norville's in his third year and really hadn't even done anything in the field yet to, to speak of. And they're more positive than our guys. Our guys, we lose a recruit. We're losing to Oklahoma. We're losing to Miami, which has a strong Florida presence. We lose a recruit. These guys go, oh, man, we're not going to be a recruit. Oh, this is a problem. This is a problem. This guy needs to relax. I wouldn't put anything in recruits' head when they can see on social media or read except for being positive. 
Because right now, we don't know what Napier's going to do. And right now, he's only selling a vision. Kids haven't seen a product of his in the field yet, like like Cristobal at Oregon, who has gotten a lot of notoriety from coaching in Oregon, or uh, Norvell, who's been at Florida State for three years. He's still on a vision right now, and, and we're still getting – we got six out of nine recruits are four-star players. And we're going to get more. I mean, come on. If he would have left and left his teams hanging last year, like uh, 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 Notre Dame guy and, and, and Lincoln Riley, he, he could have gotten here early and recruited better. All right, well, let me, let, let me stop you here. I think you're, you're, um, you're, well, I can't think of the right word, your issue is in the wrong place. The people who are complaining are Gator fans so. on social media, not, not okay. beat writers. Well, I hear, no, I see beat writers doing the same thing, though. When we lose they, the they are ball, reacting to social media. Well, you know what? So, okay, well, why don't they say, hey, guys, lighten up a little bit? Because that's not um, their job to say that. He came in. He came in with It's a not their job to say that. So what's their job? Is it to to to? Uh, their job is it's twofold. If you're a reporter, if you are a reporter, you ask me, Dick. You ask me a question. Let me answer it. A job. If it's a reporter, your job is to report news, facts. If you are a columnist, if you are a uh, an opinion person, then you can certainly write. Your opinion. Those are two different okay. things. Okay. Okay. I get. I, I, I get that. So, so the columnist would write the fact we lost a player to Miami, lost a player to Oklahoma. But now the opinion guy, I don't understand where he's where he's. I know it's his opinion, but you know he's a Gator beat writer. No, Why but see that. No, no. You're not. A, there is nobody who is a Gator beat writer. The only Gator beat writers are Chris Harry and Scott, who work at the UAA. They are Gator beat writers who are employed by the Athletic Association to write for the Gators. Okay, so I'm okay. So I'll, I'll rephrase it. I think some of these guys, their opinions should be a little bit more positive than negative because they don't know how this class is going to end up. They don't know why we're losing these recruits. So just assume. In your opinion, that we're going to, you know, is Napier going to have issues with recruiting again? I, I don't know where you get that factually. We've got nine players, six out of nine are four stars. We're not going to get them all. No, so, I mean, I but, but all you have to do is look at where the recruiting nine. ranking is. And if you follow social media, there were a lot of Gator fans who were complaining. Uh, especially after Rashada left for, for Miami. And so, the not all, but some of the people who write about Florida were uh, talking about that. That's legit. Well, this, well, this okay, Dick, i, I, I got to go to some other calls. I appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, Ryan here. Ryan, hello. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Okay. Uh, I wanted to call about the, if I was the czar. Yes, uh, yes college football. Mm -hmm. I know this is uh, a lot more, it's easier said than done, obviously, but, you know, it's becoming more of a professional sports league, college football, mm -hmm. and I think it was inevitable. It was going to, it's going to happen eventually. You know, these players were going to get paid. It was, it was already happening, you know, behind 
closed doors anyway. Now it's just out in the open, and they're getting even more money. Um, you know, I think it's simple. I think there just needs to be a cap. I think that, you know, each school should have a salary cap, an NIL cap, I don't know, $100 million, 200 I don't you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, Nick Saban, I get where he's coming from. It's becoming, you know, recruiting now, it's becoming more about who has the most money to throw at certain players rather than uh, it's less about who's the better recruiter, you know, who's the better salesman, who's the better coach who can pitch these players to get them to come to these schools. You know, I put myself in the shoes of these high school players and you know i got one school who i you know maybe i don't necessarily respect as much as the other but they're willing to give me 15 million dollars and then i have this other school who's offering me five that they have better coaching and they're giving me a better pitch i mean you know it, it's it's going to be really hard for me to turn down that 15 million dollars so i think to make it fair you know I'm, I'm fine with the players getting money. It was going to happen eventually anyways. There should be a cap, a salary cap. I got you. For each program. Okay. All right. Ryan, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, anybody have a thought on that? Should there be a salary cap? 1215, time check brought to you by Hayes. Should we ESP? By the way, Djokovic does come back to win a five-setter after being down 0-2. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. What's the number one mistake sellers make when selling their home? Well, the answer may surprise you. I asked Ocala and Gainesville's real estate expert, Scott Caldwell, with your home sold guaranteed realty, this important question. With over 18 years of experience, Scott's seen it all. The buyer's market, the seller's market, and now the historically low inventory market. He says one of the biggest mistakes that sellers make is not planning ahead. When you have the luxury of time to sell in this hot market, do your research, find out what your home is really worth. If you need to buy another home, Scott Caldwell has off-market listings that never hit the MLS. Do you know almost 50% of sales are with off-market properties? Because Scott has over 8,000 buyers in his database, he has all the info you need to help you plan ahead and, most importantly, net you the most money. So start planning ahead now by calling Scott Caldwell, 352-209-0000. That's 352 352- Two zero nine zero 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 zero, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Hey, Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at dickmondell's.com. It's time to celebrate outdoors. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. 
Let Electronics World help you upgrade your lanai, pool deck, or backyard space with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung. Outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. That's electronicsworld.net. Wonderful product. I've lost 111 pounds using that product. 111 pounds. You could not believe the difference. I went from a size 48 pant to a 33 pant, and I've maintained that now for over almost a year now. Yeah, absolutely. Andro 400 has helped me lose 111 pounds, and I've maintained my weight for almost a year now. Thanks, James, for that inspiring testimony and 111 good reasons to choose Andro 400. The most effective and natural way to lose belly fat, increase libido, gain energy, strength and muscle while safely boosting your testosterone levels. So guys, how many reasons do you need for trying Andro 400? Well, here are two more great reasons. Order now and get free shipping plus an additional $6 off when you use the code SAVE6. That's SAVE6. Call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435 or go to andro400.com. andro400.com. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Part of the hour, Phil Steele is going to join us to talk about his preseason magazine, who he has rated where. He'll be here at the bottom of the hour. In the meantime, Byron's up next. Byron, hi. Hey, Steve. Thank you so much for taking my call. Steve, if, if I get to rambling, you know, I would just say I got to go to something else. I will. Steve, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> and the last caller, man, he was right on with me, Steve. I'm going to say this being an athlete, Steve. I'm with you guys. It's a pure sport. It's, it was college and high school, and I'm, I'm going to get there, but you know, it wasn't never anything about money, and I'm sure you, I want to use you with this example, Steve. We played for the purity, but something has changed. But the way I'm going, Steve, when I was young, I, I, I started out really baseball right down 16th Avenue uh, at, at uh, Northeast Park. I was 12, and I went to Howard Bishop. And think of the mamas and the gas and the time. My, my mom fussed me from Waldo. I'm, I'm living in Waldo. They had to make a room for me to put. And then we went to East Side. We had to start walking. They made an activity bus. See, no one knows what an athlete goes through. We had to walk to Waldo Road and Thumb to 39th, and the coach started taking us home. But I'll, I digress. Then we went to college in Kentucky in places with no clothes that, from, from Florida. We had clothes, but and, and, I, and I digress. But I'm, uh, Where is this I'm going, Byron? I'm, I'm, I'm having a – I, I know. I, I, I'm just saying when you don't like NIL and what's happening, I understand, but – 
think of what the guys and the, and the mamas, even the baseball moms went through. And, and Steve, just going quickly, three players from Hawthorne signed under Cornelius Ingram. I think he's the coach. I just wish them the best. I don't want them to just go get paid. I just hope they get something to help them. And Cornelius didn't never get anything, and he played. Not trying to bring the game. But back in those days, you just played for the fun. I'm going to leave it at this, Steve. One person from Gainesville made it in the NBA. That's how hard it was. And I think it was Vernon Maxwell. Call and tell me if it's anybody ever made it. And that's why those guys probably trying to get something. Because if you don't make it to the next level, you're just playing for free. Thanks, Steve, and go Gators. I've been it. Bye. All right, Byron. I'm not sure what all that meant, Byron, but thank you. Look, one of the things – well, let, let me read William's email first because he's got a good email. He said, he says, if I were a czar of college football, he would increase the playoff to 12. More high-level games that matter is best for the game. I agree. He said, I don't love expanding it, but more games are best for growing the game in interest of fan bases. Less concerned about the NIL after the dust settles. Let's pretend Rashada – got the money that was reported. Doubtful, but let's assume he did. In the coming years, if boosters don't receive a return on that investment, that a, a championship, et cetera, these wealthy people will not keep investing money to throw away. We're due for a market correction soon. The czar essentially needs to get all the commissioners on the same page. Well, that's what's going to be difficult. And I don't think you're going to see that, William, for a while until all of this expansion dust settles. This is survival of the fittest. This is dog eat dog. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I think I think the point Byron was trying to make in his own special way was that, you know, back in the day you played for the love of the game and all that kind of stuff. Well, I promise you, I promise you, Byron, had the money that's available today been available when you played, you'd have wanted it too. So don't hand me that stuff about, you know, well, because it wasn't there. And yes, because it wasn't there, did we play for the love of a sport? Certainly. But look, you don't think these other kids love the sport? I think they do. It, it's just we're in a different landscape now. Again, if you're just uh, tuning in, if you were the czar of college football, what would you do? How would you handle the game? Okay? Because, look, there's no doubt it's going to change. And let me also respond to Dick, my first caller today. Um, I, maybe because I'm in the media, I don't really understand the perspective of those that aren't. Okay? The point that he made was that the beat writers should be nicer or more positive. That That's not... Their jobs. That's not my job. If you're working for the Athletic Association, if you're Scott Carter and you're Chris Harry, and yeah, that is partly your job because you're writing for them. So if you want to write a piece that's positive, go ahead. 
But it's not the job of mainstream media to be positive. Main, especially, and if you are, look, the thing that's changed in my lifetime is the absolute demise of newspapers. They are a sinking ship. They are. Okay? This format will eventually go away, I think, because of podcasting and things like that. Not, not today, but, you know, it's changed. So I wonder if other people share what Dick, because it really is not the job of media to promote, you know, if you're working in-house. And look, the media does have a way to react to social media. If fans are whining and complaining, that's not the media's fault. The media is reporting on what fans are doing. And when people who work for the Athletic Association and working in football say and tweet something and say, I work 108 hours a week, I'm doing the best I can, get off my back, well, you're, there's going to be a reaction to that. There's, there's going to be. That, that's just how it is. Daryl says, if there was more expansion, bring Clemson to the SEC. Well, the wild card in all of this is Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is the linchpin here. I'll get into more of that after we talk to Phil Steele, who's got his annual magazine coming out. He'll tell you all about it next. 1227, Tide Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Think you have to travel to New York or Los Angeles to get a deal on a five-carat colorless diamond in a one-of-a-kind designer setting? What if I told you people from those cities came here for these exquisite pieces of jewelry? Here to International Diamond Center. Welcome to the IDC Prestige Collection, a truly breathtaking array of large, rare diamonds, two carats and up, hand-picked for maximum brilliance and certified by the GIA. In addition, International Diamond Center is one of only 14 dealers in the world offering De Beers Forevermark Exceptional Diamonds, featuring magnificent diamonds five carats and up, including the rarest and most exquisite diamonds on the planet. The IDC Prestige Collection and the Forevermark Exceptional Diamond Collection are for the discrimination 
dominating shopper with refined taste and uncompromising standards. No need to travel or have it flown in from a broker. It's all here, every day. One of America's most impressive displays of large, rare diamonds, along with the most sought-after designer rings in the world. International Diamond Center, at Celebration Point, across from the theaters. Did you know the brain develops until you're 25? That means any drugs or alcohol you put into your body affect the way your brain develops. You need your brain for everything you do. Each time teens use drugs or alcohol increases the risk of damage to their brain and body, even death. You have the power to protect your brain. Use the facts about drugs and alcohol to make your future the best it can be. Check out thefactsyourfuture.org. Your future depends on it. In 1971, Jeffrey Meldon established the Meldon Law Firm. Since that time, Meldon Law Firm has been committed to helping people in need. In addition to recovering millions for clients injured in accidents, Jeffrey has written consumer guides to help folks understand how to protect themselves in the event of an accident. At Meldon Law, we won't back down in representing our clients on their road to recovery after suffering an injury. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law with offices in Ocala, Gainesville, and Lake City. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. As highs reach into the upper 80s and low 90s, I expect showers and thunderstorms to get going, especially after about 3 p.m. Those storms will be with us throughout the afternoon and into really even the evening hours. Any storm that does develop could have frequent lightning and heavy rainfall, so just make sure you're planning accordingly. If you do have any outdoor events for this holiday weekend, make sure to head inside and use your thunder. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, Jing Will, and Max. Dennis in Raleigh, North Carolina. So what 19 said today about... Dennis, you stop referring to this man as 19. You are Why, BJ? Whenever like you see me walking grinning. around, wherever I'm at in Carolinas, when we running each other, you can always say, hey, 19, how you doing? Can I say one more thing about 19? Dennis! Key, J, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Well, you know it's not too far for the college football season to begin when my next guest comes on. Phil Steele. Phil, of course, has his magazine coming out, and uh, it is, if you have never gotten it, I'm not just doing this because he's here. It's the one I use. It's just chock full of information, way more than I could ever use. But that's a good thing, right, Phil Steele? How are you? Hey, I am doing great, Steve. Uh, and uh, how about yourself today? Doing okay. Uh, good fourth, good time, and uh, back at it here. So let's talk about this, Phil. Um, let's go to the SEC. Well, let, let me ask this first in a general sense. You are, b- besides doing what you do, a college football fan. What are your thoughts on the NIL and this expansion and this dog-eat-dog stuff? I mean, it's pretty remarkable what's happened in this short period of time, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I'm a traditionalist, Steve. So, you know, I grew up in Ohio uh, watching the Rose Bowl game, the Big Ten versus the Pac-12, or Pac-10, I should say. 
And, uh, you know, now seeing USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten is a little shocking, much as it was with Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. Uh, but the one thing constant right now is just uh, change. Everything is changing. So the transfer portal, the NIL, conferences changing conferences. It's going to be really interesting to see how it all shakes out down the road. But uh, I, like you, am just uh, sitting back and watching it all play out. All right, let's uh, talk about the, the Southeastern Conference first, Phil. Again, I'm I'm going to make assumptions that you know people are looking forward to you know seeing what Florida does. But overall, your view of the SEC? Well, here's a shocker, Steve. I think it's the best conference in college football. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> that is a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you you could take a look at the uh, the SEC West, for example, teams one through seven. Who do you pick seventh in that conference or in that division? I mean, uh, right now that I've got two teams tied for six, which was low enough. LSU is actually one of them. Who would ever thought LSU would be down that low? But with the new head coach and all the players they lost to the portal, and I'm not saying LSU's a bad team. It's just that they're number six out of those teams that are in the highly competitive West and even the East. Though when you look at the East, uh, I think the three top teams in the East this year are going to be Georgia. Florida and Tennessee, and uh, then you go more towards the bottom of the the division, there are at least a couple of spots, like a Vanderbilt, for example, maybe a Missouri, uh, where there is maybe the the chance of an off week, but the SEC is clearly the best conference in college football, and rarely is there an off week. Um, I I know Florida's first opponent is Utah, and you're very high on Utah, Phil. Why so high on the Utes? Uh, I thought last year, once they made the quarterback change and brought Cam Rising in at the QB spot, they were a much different team. Rising's back this year. They've got a deep backfield. I mean, Tavion Thomas, uh, Micah Bernard, uh, Jalen Glover, all dynamic running backs that could take it to the house. They've got one of the best tight end rooms in the country. Under Whittingham, they always have one of the top offensive lines, which are rate number six, and defensive lines, which are rate number 17. They've got my number 11 set of linebackers, number 12 DBs. So really, they have a top 10 defense and the potential of a top 10 offense. Uh, last year in the Rose Bowl game, they got lit up by Ohio State's pass game. But keep in mind, they had a running back play in the secondary. They had a walk-on play in the secondary. They were very banged up uh, in the secondary for that game. And I think when you look at the schedule this year, Utah could very well be favored in all 12 games. So I've got them as a top 10 team. I do think they'll get a test in Gainesville. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. But I think Utah's got the capability of uh, being one of those teams that sneaks its way into the playoff, which would be interesting as the Pac-12 has all kinds of question marks. Maybe the Pac-12 actually gets a team in there. Yeah. Well, obviously you're talking to Gatorland here. So what do you see for Florida? Well, you remember two years ago, I think it was, uh, I had, or three years ago, I think it was, I had Florida as my number one most improved team in the country, and they didn't disappoint me. They went 11-2, and had a great year in 2019. Well, this year I got them as my number two most improved team in the country. I really am high on Billy Napier coming in there. Napier did a great job at Louisiana, and he's got the weapons to fit his system. Anthony Richardson not only has an arm, I mean, he's got one of the best arms in college football, but he's also a dangerous runner. That fits Napier's system perfectly. They've got the running backs with Johnson, Wright, Lingard, Bowman, all players that could step in there and do well. Uh, they've got some talented receiver, and I think you're going to see an, an improved offensive line this year. In fact, I rate the offensive line 
number 21 in the country. And defensively, there's just too much talent to play like they did down the stretch last year. Of course, things sort of got out of control for Florida, and which is uh, why they ended up with the losing record at 6-7. and seven. But they rate a great uh, indicator on my stock market indicator. They had five net upsets. And then the stat I love the most, I always like it when a team is better than their final record. And Florida last year in SEC play was plus 65 yards per game. Now, generally, if you're plus 65 yards per game in the conference, you're going to be six and two or five and three at the worst. And yet the Gators were two and six. So that means Napier comes in, gets the attitude adjustment, gets his team turned around, and they are my number two most improved team in the country. Phil Steele, our guest here, of course, his magazine is out, and uh, you'll be able to describe to it. I'll, I'll have Phil do that in just a second here. Um, Phil, I always want to know, you know, I don't consider Florida here, I'll use this word, sleeper team. Who is a team that's maybe a little bit under the radar that you really like? Uh, I would say uh, my number one surprise team out there this year, a team that could possibly slip into the playoff mix despite not being in the preseason top ten, would be the Pitt Panthers. Wow. And uh, when I look at Pitt, they've got my number two rated defensive line in the country. And I love I love strong defenses for starters. Narduzzi always has an outstanding defense, and they will have that. They've got a top ten defense this year. Offensively, talking to Coach Narduzzi, he was extremely high on Keaton Slovis. He thinks he's going to come in and do well. Remember last year, there was a lot of accolades going on for Slovis at USC. I think he steps into a pretty good situation here. So they might not miss Kenny Pickett as much as you would think. They did lose Addison, but I'm going to say, to keep your eyes on Kenyatta Mumfield, uh, he's a guy that comes over from Akron. Uh, he did a tremendous job at Akron, despite the fact he didn't really have a surrounding cast around him. Uh, he had put up 751 yards, average 11.9 per carry, second team Mac. I think he's going to step in, do well, along with Jared Wayne. They've got the tight end room, the offensive line. And when you look at their schedule this year, they could very well be favored in every game, except you get to the final when they play Miami of Florida. Might be a slight dog there, but I think they've got the potential. And they won the ACC last year to uh, get back to the playoff or get to the playoff this year. Phil Steele, our guest here on Sports Scene, talking college football. Phil, when you take a look at Notre Dame, I know you're very high on them too. And you know they, even though they have the ACC tie-in, you know they are still <laughs> independent, so to speak. But uh, they haven't missed a beat uh, with a new coach. They're doing very well, aren't they? Yeah, and love talking to Marcus Freeman this uh, post-spring. And, and love how the, the team is really bonded behind him. You go back to the announcement when he was named the head coach, the players were exuberant, and they had a great spring practice. Uh, coach Freeman told me there's been tremendous buy-in in him being there. And, of course, he took over the defense last year, so he's very familiar with the team. It's not like he's a brand-new first-year. He is a first-year head coach, but he understands and knows the players inside and out on both sides of the ball. And they've got a capable quarterback in Tyler Buckner. Now, one thing they, they do have is a tough schedule. They open up with at Ohio State. They finish off at USC. Uh, they've got to play BYU in Vegas So and Clemson at home. So there's numerous games that could come up. But I think you're going to see Notre Dame surprise some of these big guys this year. And uh, I, I believe they should be in the preseason top ten. Phil, uh, I want to talk a little more to end here globally. Um, most people think Notre Dame is the linchpin here to further expansion. You know, will they stay independent? You know, would they make a jump to the Big Ten? Would they go to another conference? Uh, what do you think is going to happen when all of this 
shakes out. I, I, I see super conferences. Do you? You know, and here's the, the amazing thing on that. I would say um, five years ago, I was forecasting there would be five 16-team super conferences. Now I think it's changed uh, two or three super conferences <laughs> with the SEC yeah. Yeah. And, and the Big Ten going to, to what, 20 teams pretty soon. So uh, I do think that's what we're headed to is the super conferences. And I don't know if Notre Dame can stand alone outside of it. And uh, you look at the money that's being thrown the Big Ten's way, that's a lot of cash to turn down. So I, I think that eventually they go somewhere. And if they do go somewhere, I believe it'll be the Big Ten. Okay. So most importantly, where can people get your magazine? I appreciate that, Steve. Uh, the magazine's delayed a little bit. We had some printing problems uh, in Denver on this, and so it will be available at Barnes & Nobles this week. I'm being told it will be at all Barnes & Nobles by July the 8th, and it should be at uh, – it's probably at uh, plenty of them prior to July 8th. It's already been popping up at some, but your best place to go out and get it is Barnes & Noble. We had to print the magazine in two runs. We're just starting the second run this week, so it'll reach the rest of the stores at the end of the month. But save your gas money. Gas is pretty valuable right now. <laughs> yeah. Just go to Barnes & Noble these first two, three weeks of July, and you'll be able to get your magazine. Starting June 8th would be the uh, the latest on-sale date, or you can just go to philsteel.com and order the magazine that way. Okay, July 8th, that's, that's the big date. Phil, as always, my friend, I appreciate your time. Good luck with the magazine this year, and we'll see how things shake out, get you back as the season progresses. Thanks for doing this. Sounds great, Steve. Always enjoy our conversations, my friend. Me too. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate your time. It is the best, I think, magazine for the money that you spend. It's got way more information than you'll ever need, but that's what's great about it as uh, he has the magazine coming out. Look for it on July the 8th. Uh, okay, we got Patrick who says, was Aaron Boone a bad manager last year, or is he a great manager this year? I say he was fine last year. This year his players uh, are playing better. Well, yeah. Look, players, when, when players do well, Managers look better, right? And and I'm not I'm not suggesting Aaron Boone all of a sudden has become a great manager, but look at the look at the team he's got. Look what they've done. And I'm not dismissing. You still have to keep your locker room happy. There's still a lot of things you have to do. But yeah, I mean that, that, that look w w if if Billy Napier wins nine or ten games his first year, he can run for mayor here. I mean, come on, right? So if he wins six or seven, does he mean he's a bad coach? But you can't fire 25 players. You can't fire, you know, 85 scholarship players. You can only fire one guy or several people. That's just how it always works. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes. Chittleby, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. If you suffer from joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments, pain meds and steroids, and then surgery, right? Well, now there's a better way, and it's here now from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. 
This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Listen, steroid shots are toxic to your joints. Pain meds are addictive, and nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are out. And the new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. QC Kinetics Regenerative Protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you the quality of life you deserve. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550 at 352-400-4550. Hey sports fans, spring sports season is here. Basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, and the spring football game. Boy, am I excited. Well, now is the time to prune your trees and start preparing for those nasty summer storms. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Daughtry Tree Service today for your free evaluation. 352-472-2465. That's 352-472-2465. Or check us out online at Daughtry Tree Service. We believe a job worth doing is worth doing right. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code BRAVO for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code B-R-A-V-O. Use code BRAVO for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Gas discounts not available in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. What would you do if you were the czar of college football in terms of scheduling, in terms of mega conferences, what would you do? Peyton says, as the supreme czar emperor of college football, he would implement promotion and relegation with 130 teams, split it into a top 40, mid 40, and bottom 50. Top four and lower tiers go up, four worst teams go down. Mark says, uh, Cristobal, prior to being hired by Miami, was known to be one heck of a recruiter. However, even with that, something doesn't add up. Mediocre facilities, along with a football program that's been average since 2001. There should be a bright red flag, bright enough to blind the NCAA offices in the Midwest, all the way from Coral Gables. Therefore, if the NCAA truly wants to get all this under control, they should be doing a deep dive into what Miami is doing and make an example of them. All it would take for Miami and other schools who may be violating the rules is for the NCAA to rule just one of their blue-chip recruits ineligible, and everyone, and I mean everyone, even you, Texas A&M, would play by the rules. 
Interesting thought process, Mark. I see two flaws in it. Uh, just top, top of the head, okay? I understand what you're saying about Miami. But what about Texas A&M? How relevant have they been? What about Texas? How relevant have they been? Now, maybe not for as long, I get the point, but you get where I'm going, right? So I think the problem becomes is that Cristobal has been known to be a good recruiter. And I think then the inference is, well, they've they got to be cheating. Well, no. Again, let's prove it. And I think that's where all this is going to have to be headed, is to see, you know, because I think some schools are taking advantage of this, Miami included, and rolling the dice that if they are doing something wrong, Mark, they're not going to get caught. This, this may take a while to shake out. Matt says he moved to a 12-team playoff, first-round games played at campus sites, Second, limit NIL dollars via a cap, as others have noted. But my one is break up the super conferences. Limit conferences to 10 teams as close geographically as possible. Sorry, no California teams allowed in the Big Ten or Texas and Missouri in the SEC. Each team plays nine conference games, a true round robin. Keep it simple. Well, what you do lose, at least in part, with super conferences, Matt, to your point, is regional pride. You, you lose that, right? Rutgers, USC, how, how is that? How where's regional pride in that? You know, when, when Pittsburgh played Penn State, regional pride. Maybe not in the same kind, con- but regional pride. Right? So look, when you add, you subtract. When you subtract, you add. That's just kind of the way it is. But we'll get your thoughts. All right, come on. It's the time of the year. I'm trying to get you something that is going to float your boat here. 392-8255. And you can email srussell at wruf.com tomorrow. Laura Rutledge hopes to be here uh, to give you her thoughts on all of this stuff uh, that's going on. Pete emails and says, Steve, use your crystal ball. What does Notre Dame do? Pete, everybody I have talked to tells me Notre Dame is the linchpin here. That what not that there can't be other expansions or other teams, but what Notre Dame does will then, I, I'm told, be a trickle-down effect. It, I think there's going to be 20-team super conferences. And I don't know how the playoff will then be run. Supposing there's only two. Supposing the Big Ten and the SEC rule the roost, 
Would they have their own? Would they have their own? And then what happens? There's no chance, none, zero, in my opinion, that you would ever see a, you know, UCF or, well, they're in a, I, I'm not, in other words, you get the, a school like that getting to the playoff again. I, I just, Cincinnati, I just don't see that. I just don't. Bill says, I've given up on college football, which is the sport most influenced by the NIL. I'm not a pro football fan, and now the college situation is too much like the pros. Just the fact that aspects of the NIL concept are ongoing without real limits or rules is bad enough, but to virtually leave it in the hands of some coaches, boosters, and athletic departments is unforgivable. There are no real rules. Some of the safeguards originally stated are not enforced, so it's virtually open season. Some do it, some don't, maybe because they don't have a real funding source or don't want to get involved in this mess. Always wish there was a better way to organize football than with conferences. Now the conferences are going crazy, and a few big-time teams doesn't interest me. I've always been for an even a more even playing field throughout college football. Now it's doing just the opposite. He says they can have it. Hmm. I really think this affects older fans more than younger. Really do. I I think younger fans tend to roll with it for a couple of reasons. One, how much history do you know at a young age? Right? So, you know, you you don't recall the Big Eight. You don't recall the Pac-8. You don't know, know any of that, right? You don't know where Missouri used to be, you know, before they got here. So that else, if you're younger, that all doesn't matter. Well, to an older fan like Bill is, I, I get it and understand. But once again, the only constant is change. Dennis, a lot of emails today. Dennis says, I want to comment on your first caller. He puts in parentheses, I was at work and couldn't type until now. He said, why isn't it the media's job to have better news if you are writing for a school? That's the point. You're not writing for the school, Dennis. The Gainesville Suns reporter is not writing for the school. They are writing about the school, but not for it. I've said this many times. This radio station, as almost all of you know, is located on the University of Florida campus. It gives you Gator sports coverage, play-by-play, etc. Okay? And yes, do, do, do we err on the side of caution in a lot of things? Sure, when it comes to Florida. But if something happens and it's egregious, you, you've got to report facts, right? That's And a lot of the furor over what was out there, Dennis, was social media related. That's just kind of how it is. Um, Sam says, 
Steve, is what Texas is doing in recruiting uh, solely because of Arch Manning? No, but it has a lot to do with Arch Manning. Yes, uh, his Instagram account has really blown up. He's being more active in recruiting people. That's the kind of quarterback that everybody wants because his name is going to attract recruits. That's why his pickup to Texas was such a big deal. Paul, did you see Paul Feinbaum say that Billy Napier could be a successor to Nick Saban if he retires? Uh-oh. That would make sense to me. I mean, he, look, a lot of people have worked under Nick Saban. But if you're Alabama, and let, let's say Nick Saban retires in three years, okay? Could you hire an older coach with a lot of pedigree to continue what he's done? Sure you could. But then do you want to hire a coach every five years? That's why a guy like Napier, you know, Chris Ball's name has been mentioned, although I don't see him leaving Miami, but you never know because coaches now leave as much as kids do. But don't you want a younger guy who, in theory, would at least stay at your school for, you know, a school like that for a long time? I mean, can you see Kirby Smart going anywhere else but Georgia? Maybe down the road. Maybe he says, I've done all I can do for Georgia. My alma mater, great, I'll go somewhere. I mean, maybe would Kirby Smart go to Alabama? How about that? So, I mean, hard to say. That's our first hour. <clears throat> our thanks to Phil Steele. His uh, magazine set to come out at Barnes & Noble around July the 8th. Hour 2 coming up. And uh, hopefully we hear from you today. We are in that time of the year, folks. It's called July, the worst sports month of the year. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell. Leave it up to my friend and trusted realtor, Scott Caldwell, owner of your home sold guaranteed realty, to come up with a program exclusively for his sellers that allows you to trade in your current home so you can buy your dream home worry-free. With fewer homes on the market than ever before, buyers often have to make their best offer. If you have a house to sell, most of those offers don't get accepted. Never experience the hassle of trying to sell and buy at the same time or the risk and hassle of owning two homes. With Scott Caldwell's trade-in and trade-up program, sellers never find themselves stuck and they can move at their pace and on their timeline. That's because Scott already has the buyers, thousands of them, creating higher demand and multiple offers, which means more money for you. Trade in and trade up with Scott Caldwell. This program is perfect for you. Learn more. Call 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Are you getting the Internet speed you need? 
The state of Florida has launched an anonymous statewide study of broadband speeds with a free internet speed test. The results of the study will help guide investments to improve broadband speeds around our state. To take the test and measure your connection speed, visit FasterFlorida.org. That's FasterFlorida.org to take the state's official internet speed test. Hey son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. David Sherba is producing the broadcast today. Uh, call us up, talk a little sports, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. What I threw out there today, and if you want to bring up something else, Please do. Um, if you were the czar of college football, how would you handle everything? What would you do? What would you do given all the things that are converging right now in the sport? Um, tomorrow, Laura Rutledge is here uh, to get her thoughts on all this whirlwind stuff going on. Uh Mark Wise is going to be here uh, next week, um, hopefully for two days, but at least one, because if you remember doing our basketball show, Mark said, in the offseason, I want to talk officiating, how we can fix officiating. He will do that. SEC Football Media Days starts in 13 days yeah now look I gotta tell you this year it might be more interesting than other years simply because of all the expansion you know what I'm sure Greg Sankey the commissioner is going to get asked you know what's the SEC going to do all of that um, you got some new coaches and all that, but and then of course, who knows between Saban and Jimbo? But I, I would think Greg Sankey would would tell them stop it. But we will see. All right, Terry says any news on mixed replacement? No. I said last week uh, they had a hundred and eighty something applicants, and they are sifting through that as we speak. Jeff said he'd divide uh, the SEC Super Conference into Southeast, Southwest, Mid-South, Mid-Atlantic, and do a four-team playoff with champions playing champs from the other Super League. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what do you got, David? Kind of on that, um, fellow producer Sam Potosa made a really good point that the way it's moving right now, kind of monopolizing, 
almost like a Premier League wouldn't be too bad. Not necessarily relegation, but how like they have the European Cup where all the best teams from all the different European leagues play each other. That really might be the best way. And then you can expand it that way. So you take a couple teams from each of the major conferences, like the uh, last guy was saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, somebody did actually bring that uh, scenario up of how to do that. Um, BB says he would limit athletes to one Bentley sports utility vehicle per year. <laughs> yeah. He would institute a salary cap, establish a – imagine that. If you'd have said to me three years ago, we'd be talking a salary cap in college sports, I'd have looked at you like you had – you know, you're crazy. Uh, establish a national set of NIL rules. Require complete NIL transparency with a death penalty rider. Eliminating bowls, playoffs, scholarships, and NIL money for all egregious violations as determined by an independent review board. A one-transfer rule for incoming freshmen available only after their sophomore year. And strongly consider setting up a super league of whatever major conferences exist once the dust settles and a lower division, the, the kind of what, yeah, with their own playoff or bowls for the remaining teams and conferences. He'd also require for him roles with a chauffeur and bodyguard. He's kidding. Uh, and he says a lot more craziness at Wimbledon than they'd be expected. Yeah, and interesting. By the way, Charlotte Eccles, Amanda Lorenz, Michelle Moultrie, along with Tim Walton, preparing for the 2022 World Games with the U.S. women's national team. Uh, they are, they're playing some exhibitions right now, uh, and they beat world-ranked number eight Australia seven to one, and number two Japan three nothing. They're playing at a place that used to, when I was doing softball, uh, they had the SEC tournament in Columbus, Georgia, at a complex there. That's where they're playing it now. Uh, these Gators preparing for the World Games that will compete for the World Baseball and Softball Confederation World Cup in Birmingham uh, from July 9th to the 13th at the Hoover Met. Yeah, sound familiar? So uh, that's interesting. Now they're going to go to Oxford, Alabama, three more exhibitions scheduled with Australia, Japan, and U-Triple-S-A Pride uh, there. So we'll see how Tim Walton and company do. Uh, is this PG or VC? I'm not quite sure. Hey, Steve, it's VC. Okay. Um I'm just uh, piggybacking off the first caller a little bit. Uh, I've never personally seen our fan base be so critical so early when it comes to recruiting. Uh, obviously, I think that has to do with our some of our previous coaches, uh, Mullen being the main one who just didn't seem like he wanted to put the work in. Um, now, the that first caller mentioned the Gator Beat writers. I would say more than anything, though, these recruiting sites who who make all these predictions of uh, who's going to land where, um, you know, earlier in the year, you know, it was basically stated that we were going to get almost, you know, all the five-star defensive backs and, and 
and other players, and they just aren't taking NIL into account when they make these predictions. They uh, seem to be keep still using their, their previous models of, you know, uh, whether the, the kid likes the school or the program or the coach or how the visit goes and stuff. So uh, that's just something I wanted to uh, share. Yeah, I mean, I'll be very blunt. Uh, you know, there was there was a day in doing this show, VC, when I made the recruiting calls, when I interviewed the athletes, when I did all that. Thank God I don't have to do that anymore. And there are recruiting sites that do it. I do agree with your point uh, in that I think it's a curve for them, too. Because, let's face it, where do we really know where the NIL money is coming from, right? We don't, that, that's one thing we don't really know yet. So if they don't know that, then, because look, do we know player X who's being recruited by school Y, what the, and I, how many times is that reported? You see what I'm saying? I don't think very many. So if that's not being reported or it's not known, then they, that's all they can really go by is what, when you interview the athlete, I love my visit, I love my, my line coach, he's, he's the best. You know, so, I mean, that's the traditional, you know, how you make your, your thought process with it, but that's changed now. I'm with you. Yeah, uh, because right now uh, it's just a real roller coaster for fans that really get into recruiting getting their their hopes up real high and then you know somebody like a a miami who has a billionaire booster can just come in and steal a recruit based on money and it's just uh it's not working the same way as it used to and you know those recruiting sites obviously will have to change themselves to make it a bit more uh realistic of how it how it's going right now anyways go gators okay bc thank you for your call appreciate it uh 392-8255. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Miami just had uh, an offensive lineman commit. Supposedly, supposedly the number one ranked offensive tackle in the 2023 recruiting class. Well, remember, he also considered Florida, right? But Alabama, Tennessee... USC, I believe, was a school he looked at. Um, so Florida has not had great success at IMG in the past. That's where he went last year. Um, and what people also sometimes forget, Cristobal recruited some of these kids while he was at Oregon. It isn't like he came to Miami and all of a sudden – didn't know these guys so that i think is lost too when it comes to recruit nicks who are looking at well i mean he's from miami i get it but the point is he was being recruited by that staff when they were at oregon so they had an in with this kid it isn't like they just established that now do we know what the nil is if anything here i I don't i'm not i'm not aware of it maybe somebody really follows recruiting um, can do that. And now, because of his commitment, Miami is shot into the top 10. That's got some Gator fans freaking out. I, look, I get it. So, 
But, you know, Florida just got a nice recruit over the weekend, too. So that's just what the situation is. Paul says, would it be fair to say that not much will happen with expansion until Notre Dame makes a decision? Um, in general, Paul, yes. They're the linchpin. There is no question in my mind that whatever decision they make, dominoes start to fall. Because if Notre Dame goes, and let's just say they go to the Big Ten, okay, you can't tell me they won't try to attract other schools. And then that opens up schools like Clemson for the SEC to go try to pluck. It's a very, if you're an athletic director now or a school president, it's a very, very scary time. If you're not the one doing the pursuing, if you're, if you're having to sit back there and figure out what's going to get done with, look, like what if you're Washington State today, right? Nobody wants them. No one wants them. So if the Pac-12 goes away, where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? Oregon, I mean, Oregon, everybody wants. Nobody wants Oregon State. Where do they go? What happens to those? Just like that, you went from being in a major conference to being out there in space someplace. Tough. 115, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency, 310, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Folks, they understand what gas prices are. That's why they are trying to give you the best selection that you can get in terms of the vehicles on their lot and online. SECars.com is where you can find them. All the information is there for you, price, etc., mileage, all that good stuff. If you want to go see the vehicles in person, you can do so at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. And for 40-plus years, the Cousins family has done the same thing. No new vehicles, just the best and late model, low mileage ones. Test drive them and... Their sales staff is there to help, but never tries to hard sell you. Imagine doing something for 40-plus years and only doing one thing. That's what Southeast Cardency has done. That's why people trust them. That's why you look around town. There's a ton of vehicles with a Southeast Cardency tag, just like mine. Check them out today. You'll be glad you did. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. 
The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to get conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you'll be speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Welcome back, 392-8255. Again, you can email uh, Russell at WRUF.com. Tomorrow, Laura Rutledge is here uh, to give you her thoughts on all this craziness uh, that's going on um, when it comes to college football. And we'll do a little pro football stuff with her, too. So uh, that's uh, the lineup for tomorrow. Working on some other guests as well. All right. Um, Dick, I don't normally take a second call, but if it's short, go ahead. Yes, uh, I listen off air, uh, Steve. I just want to know: Do you think that Florida would lobby uh, against having you're talking about expansion? Uh, uh, Miami and Florida State join the SEC? No, I don't, um, because I think I would hope that Florida or any other school, if if you're going to look at something like that, you'd want the best league possible to help you recruit, to help you get quality games, et cetera. So I would okay. think they would say, okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Steve. Yes, sir. Thank you, Dick. Um, would anybody have a problem with Florida State or Miami 
being in the SEC should that take place. Because, I mean, I think everybody wants Clemson. I think I don't think there's anybody who would say don't bring Clemson in the league. But it would make, not that it matters in this day and age because it doesn't, but it would certainly make geographic sense for those schools uh, to be here. Um, so, you know, we will see. All right, let's get some calls. I hope it's just it's that time of the year. At least SEC Media Days is going to start in a little while. You can at least hear coaches and all that sort of thing, and that's going to be good. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Brad Spielberger tomorrow from Pro Football Focus will talk NFL. Training camps beginning to open up in this month of July. Anthony Tresh from Pro Football Focus is going to be here on Friday uh, to talk a little college football with you too. Uh, and we are working on some other... In fact, um, I'm hoping to get uh, some information about Utah either this week or next just for you to chew on as the opener gets closer. You heard, you heard Phil Steele today. He's got them ranked in his top 10. I think they're number six, I think. Um, so, obviously... Um, I want you to get more informed on them, and we will do our best to <coughs> get you uh, squared away with them. Dan emails. He actually has a baseball question. My gracious, I'm going to fall off my chair. Um, he said, Steve, so far in uh, MLB, uh, we're at the July 4th poll. What teams have surprised you in positive and negative ways? Hmm. That's a good question. I would... The Yankees have surprised me only because of how dominant they have been. I, I don't think anybody would be surprised the Yankees are in first place. But they lead their division by 12 or 13 games. And that's a good division. So that surprises me in a positive way, I guess. Um, Houston has surprised me. I did not. Now, they play in a weak division, but again, they're head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, hmm. In a negative way, I, I don't know that anybody has really, maybe the Angels, because I thought they'd be better, and, you know, I didn't think anybody thought they would fire Joe Madden this year, so maybe them. Um, and, uh, and the White Sox, they've had a lot of injuries. I, I thought they'd be really good, and they're still under 500, so maybe in a negative way, the White Sox. There you go. Talked a little baseball today. How about that? PG, hello. Hey, man. Uh, just wanted to get in on the expansion conversation. So the question, uh, Miami or Florida State, I, I don't see why the SEC would add Florida State because I'm not knocking their program or, or saying, you know, if any of their fans get offended, I don't know. But um, what's the benefit? you got to share revenue, and they don't really bring in a new TV market at all, which is what would be the value of adding a team. Miami, 
actually has, I think, a top 10 network uh, rating down there, I guess, you know, the, the amount of people. And that seems to be where things are going. But like, what do you see the benefit of adding a Florida State to the SEC for the SEC? Well, first of all, they have other very, very good sports programs. Um, if you're going by, for a TV market, Clemson isn't exactly uh, New York City. Yeah, I agree. Right? But they, again, they bring a good athletic program to the table. And I, I think sometimes, PG, people look at this with the, with the myopic of only football. You know, you hope that you would bring in a school that's got good sports or good teams in other sports, and FSU certainly does. I, I would argue better than what Miami has. Yeah, I, but you, you could say the opposite about Clemson. I mean, I don't really know what else they're really good at. I mean, I don't. I think they're kind of football heavy. Well, you're that, you know? but you're kind of making my point. Yes. So I mean, every, yeah, in other I, words, everybody's clamoring for Clemson. Why? Football. I, I wouldn't. And baseball yeah. used to be good, but they're not as good as they used to be in baseball. So that's my point. That 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 is looked at. Clemson, 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 Clemson. Because it's about football. That that that's the only thing that I mean. Name me something else. Clemson's good at. No, that's what I'm saying. And really, I don't see what they bring either. And I and I really think that's where it's going. I mean, UCLA and USC. That's a huge market for the Big Ten. I mean, that was that was a great move by them. I mean, where where? And another last question I got for you because I do think the markets play a big role in this because that's the money. Um, where do you do you think any way possible? That Notre Dame, who kind of is the outlier on markets because they're so national, what, do you think there's any way they would end up in the SEC? I mean, in this class, you never know what's going to happen. But, you know, you hear ACC, but they're like almost begging Notre Dame to come in. I, I've you learned know. never to say never, PG. And, and I would say that here. Nothing, nothing would surprise me now. But... I still think the most logical place for them would be the Big Ten. I mean, geographically, you know, some of the teams they play, uh, just that that would that would be the most logical. But look, if you're going to go to a league, and and that's what the Big Ten, the Big Ten now can step with the SEC in terms of markets, in terms of money. That that new billion dollar contract they're going to get. Speaks volumes. Yeah, and you know the last thing, the ACC cannot negotiate, at least that's what's been reported, until 2034 to, you know, on their TV media mm -hmm. revenues, mm -hmm. which you could see schools bouncing out of the ACC because they're just tied. You know, they can't, they can't up it, and you're looking at 80 from the SEC. Anyway, it's real interesting, man. I appreciate it. I'm enjoying the conversation. Okay, PG, thank you. Uh, let's bring Richard to the show. Richard, hello. Hi, Steve. So is uh, Vanderbilt at risk? Are they going to get bumped? Are they going to get dumped? Yeah, you know, I've seen some people write that. Um, as I said, a preface, nothing would surprise me, but I just don't see the SEC doing that. Um, because, I mean, look, look at Missouri. What I mean, they're, they're okay, right? Uh Women's, I mean, softball, I think they're pretty good. Um, but football, you know, just okay. 
Uh, men's basketball, okay. Women's basketball is pretty good. So, I mean, they're not exactly, you know, great either. But I, I just can't see the SEC doing that. Is Vanderbilt a charter member? Or do they have certain covenant no. privileges? No, I mean rights, you can. Like that? I mean, no, you can. You can. I mean, I, I don't know the bylaws of the league, but I certainly think the league could say, for example, Vanderbilt's football facility is awful, awful. Okay, Missouri's baseball facility is awful. So if you want to say to them, hey, either you get your facility up to snuff or we're going to kick you out. I mean, could that possibly happen? I, I Possibly, I guess it could. Yeah, I think Vanderbilt's a, a, a unique uh, thing. And uh, I just think for academic credibility for the SEC, you know, I think that's going to be – a serious consideration. I mean, or is this college or are we truly becoming professional? Yeah. I mean, Vanderbilt was a charter member of the league. So yeah, that's why I, I mean, Missouri isn't. So could you see, you know, I just don't think you're going to, you're going to, and and people even talked about the Mississippi schools. Well, they, the Mississippi schools just won the last two college world series in baseball. So, I mean, and Vanderbilt won, Two years yes. Ago, four so years I mean, ago, yeah. But we're it's it's football. all based on Football's football, really right? Driving this, yes. And what's the football? And uh, but the academics. I mean, you know, people talk about oh, the facilities and all the NIL money, but the academics. I mean, this is supposed to be college athletics. That can't just totally get forgotten. No, it's not. It's not. And that's why, again, I just don't think the SEC would make a move like that. I just don't. Yeah, I hope not because um, certainly they have a law school. They have plenty of lawyers. Vanderbilt, I'm sure, is not going to go quietly because it's a revenue thing for them, like the way it is for all these schools. No doubt. Okay, thanks, Steve. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate your call. 131, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN. 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. The following is a commercial announcement. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Belonging isn't just about fitting in. It's about feeling at home. That's why at Radiant Credit Union, belonging means more than just getting great financial services. It's the warm smiles when you walk into a branch, the care we take when decisions affect your life, and the love we have for this community, <laughs> even if we do cheer a bit too loud at Little League games. At Radiant Credit Union, you belong. Learn more about Radiant Credit Union's free checking accounts with cash back on everyday purchases at RadiantCU.org. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. 
I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. As highs reach into the upper 80s and low 90s, I expect showers and thunderstorms to get going, especially after about 3 p.m. Those storms will be with us throughout the afternoon and into really even the evening hours. Any storm that does develop could have frequent lightning and heavy rainfall, so just make sure you're planning accordingly. If you do have any outdoor events for this holiday weekend, make sure to head inside and use your thunder. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now... Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. It felt like Freddie Freeman maybe didn't want to get on the plane to leave Atlanta. Imagine you're shaking hands with your former teammates before the game and all of a sudden one of them drops. We still can't believe you didn't accept the... Or you go to the plate. First time you're at the plate. Catcher going, why'd you turn down that orange room? Wait, hey, pa. <laughs> the Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Our Gator coverage is so strong, we make National Geographic look like a petting zoo. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This uh, whole live golf tournament PGA thing just won't die. Um, Billy Horschel, Gator volunteer coach on the PGA Tour, is the latest to come out and uh, calls some players hypocrites. Yeah. Um, Scottish Open is taking place right before the British Open. And today, here's what he said. He didn't have ill will towards players who had left, but he, this is his quote, I've been really frustrated by it because there's a lot of guys that are hypocrites, that aren't telling the truth, that are lying about some things. I just can't stand a sitter anymore and be diplomatic about it as I have been in the past. I don't fault anyone for going to play on the Live Tour. I don't have any ill will for anyone going to play the Live Tour. I have ill will toward comments that they've made, comments saying that the PGA Tour commissioner doesn't listen, that the PGA Tour doesn't listen to us. Jay Monahan and everybody at the headquarters is the PGA Tour. They work tirelessly for us to reap the financial rewards and have all the opportunities that we have. I am the PGA Tour, just as 200 other members are the PGA Tour. So when you take shots at the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan. You're not just taking shots at them. You're taking shots at us, unquote. Interesting. I got a great uh, email here from Paul, and it's long, and Paul, I can't read it all, but he basically is saying it's a sad world that we live in that 
in college now, it's about money and greed. I'm going to say this. David, I want you to get on the microphone there. Because David is NIL age. Okay? If he were a great athlete, he might get NIL money. He's in college here. If you were good enough, David, and somebody said to you, we want you to sponsor whatever, and a part of your deal, you get a Bentley. What would you say? hundred times yes. Thank you. So you are greedy. You are awful. Because what's it come down to? Some 19, 20-year-old kid is getting all this money and hasn't done anything to earn it. That's what Paul's email here is basically saying. And Paul, I get it. I get it, right? When you, when I was 19 and 20 years old, and I was at college at the good old University of Florida, I had to work. If I didn't work, I couldn't have gone to college. I had to work. So from that frame of reference, when I see all this money that's out there being given to these kids and they haven't played anything more than high school football, I get it. But that's, you can't tell me if you were good enough, just like David said, you wouldn't take it. That's, I admit, if there's a line in the street, one foot's on the right side of the line, and one foot's on the left side of the line. Because the, the, the fan in me thinks, this is crazy. This is crazy what's happening here. But the, the, the other part of me who's been this age is, are you telling me, Paul, or anybody else, if somebody offered you that money, if you were good enough, nah, I don't want it. No thanks. Nah. Come on. It's not greed. It's not greed. It's what we all work for is money. Right? Now, when I my first job, I didn't make the money they're making. I get it. Right? But I also didn't live... I didn't I'm I'm not living now. Times change. Is it crazy? Yes, it's crazy that these kids and 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 that adults adults are offering these kids all this money. But what do you think happened when athletes went to a hotel room and Runners and boosters dumped bags of money on a bed and said, this is yours if you come to my school. What is that greed? Yeah. So who's being greedy here? Is it the athlete or is it the booster? Is it the athlete or is it the school? At what? Why? Because you want to win. And there is so much pressure to win now. And there's so much money at stake. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the new football facility isn't going to help Florida recruit. But I said it at the beginning of this process. 
you don't have to, let me give you an analogy. I sit here in a nice studio. It's not the nicest in America, but it's far from the worst. So I sit here and do my job. Well, I got to have this. If, if this equipment doesn't work, I can't do a show. So you just spent $85 million on a facility. It's almost an afterthought. It's almost an afterthought. Because almost everybody has them now. But as I said before, how many kids said, the, the kid at Miami that just, that just committed didn't say one damn word about facilities. Not one. How many kids when they come here say the facility? Uh, but you have to have it, right? That's, that's, that's part of the issue here in all of this. It's, it, it really is fascinating to see this work. It is. Let's take some calls. Uh, we'll get to Chris first. Chris, hello. Hey, Sivo. Um, that, that last emailer is like positioning this in a vacuum, you know, like the cost of living in, in the late 70s and late 80s to now has not matched what the livable wages have become. So you could afford to go to college back then. You could afford to buy a house. You can afford gas. I mean, has anyone gone and bought gas lately? So a lot of things have shifted in favor of corporations and CEOs and coaches and heads of universities and ESPN. All this is doing is leveling the playing field. And what I find disingenuous at best is that not one person has called any of these shows for the last 20 years and said, you know what, ESPN and Coach Saban making $10 million, that's what's ruining sports. And then as soon as kids want money, then all of a sudden it's ruining sports. It's disingenuous at best. And I think there's subtext here that we don't need to get into, but this is leveling the playing field. Now, will they have to figure it out? Will they have to, like, you know, make sure that guys like Ruiz aren't, you know, taking advantage of kids? Sure. Uh, obviously. We, we need regulations. But, like, I want people to sit out there right now and take a deep breath and ask yourself, why are you so upset that a kid is getting money but you didn't say a word when a coach got money? Thanks, Steve. Okay, thank you. And, Chris, I think the answer, though, is because that wasn't the model. Because kids didn't get money outside of scholarship, Pell Grant, or illegal money. And I think back in the day, the NCAA either A, wasn't making the obscene amount of money it's making now, or B, just wasn't reported. That That's part of this, too. Hey, D, what's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, man, I, I, thank you so much for, you know, putting that emailer in check because, uh, you know, here's the way I see it, Steve. You know, no college, this, this stuff's been going on for years, and, you know, all these college purists, all these old-school cats, they're mad because – their, their innocent, pure sport is being exposed for, for being basically professional, man. I mean, we see it, one of the greatest ESPN 30s for 30s, the Pony Express, pretty – it told they told you what's going on. Eric Dickerson was getting, you know, Pontiac, Trans Ams, money, everything you could ask for for his signature. This is nothing new, man. And this is 
this is the game that's being played now. And if you don't want to participate, fine. But if you if you if you do want to participate to get the elite guys, you're going to have to pay, man. Like I said last week, Steve, it's business. It's always been business. And now that it's legal now and everything's out in the open, kids, parents, agents, runners, they all want to get a piece of the pie. And if you don't want to play the game, then don't play the game. But you're going to get passed by by other schools who do want to play the game. It's that simple. Yep. I mean, look, it's kind of sad in a way because you're right. I mean, look, I, I've told the story a lot, and I just kind of paraphrased it. That, that story I told you about money being dumped on a bed was something right. that, you know, a Gator football player told me happened with another school. And I can tell you literally 25 stories like that from kids back in the day that were offered a car or, you know, money or both or whatever. But it wasn't, it was sort of the dirty little secret. It was still this separation of college and pro. You know, we wanted to think that our college athletes were doing it for the love of the game. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you. what's the saying, Steve? Your worth is what you – if somebody's willing to pay you or what you can negotiate. And if somebody's willing to pay an 18-year-old kid $2, 3000000 million, whatever it is, I'm going to take it. I, who, who, who else can get a uh, – where else can you get a $2, 3000000 million uh, head start in life at 18? Yes. Not many, not many places you can do that. So, That's either, right. like I said, man, last week, either you adapt or you just get passed by. Okay, D. Appreciate you, man. Good, Thank D. you for your call. One for, well, one more comment to that. He's right. You have to adapt. I think the successful programs, successful businesses, successful people in life adapt. I don't think there's anybody that you could talk to in business, in life, that says once in a while, God, this is awful. I wish, they could, I wish this could change. I, I don't like this. Well, you don't have to like it, but if you don't change, there's a good chance you're going to be left with not a lot. And that's where we are now, good or bad. 147, Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Pump it up this summer, literally. Underinflated tires can overheat and endanger lives. Whether you're driving across town or across Florida, make sure your tires are properly inflated, damage-free, and have adequate tread depth. The trip to your destination can be half the fun, so take your time and enjoy the ride. The Florida Highway Patrol reminds you to slow down and stay cool this summer. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Visit flhsmv.gov for more information. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. I'm Listening reminds you that talk saves lives, and 988 makes it even easier to reach out and talk. 911 for emergency services, 988 for mental health needs. 988 connects you with trained counselors in over 200 crisis centers nationwide. Find out more at imlistening.org. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. 
That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or again. Gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code BRAVO for an extra $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code BRAVO. Use code BRAVO for an extra $0.25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Gas discounts not available in New Jersey and Wisconsin. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Tomorrow, Laura Rutledge is here. Give her thoughts on uh, this craziness going on in college athletics. Also, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus uh, will be with us tomorrow um, to uh, talk a little National Football League. Um, so we got about 10 minutes left today. We'll take your phone calls, emails, questions, and comments Three nine two eight two five five, and again you can email s russell at wruf dot com. Uh, let's get to a couple of e- or, I mean phone calls here. <laughs> John's first. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Okay. A couple things that um, well, a couple observations about sure. this whole thing. Uh, one, Chris's call. He said that we've never complained about when the coaches made a lot of money and stuff like that, but I I think. Their astronomical salaries have always been, you know, a, a, a point of contention with a lot of people. And, you know, when everybody signs these new big coaching contracts, you know, we've always said it's ridiculous that our priorities are they make that much money and the, the president of the university, you know, makes a tenth of what they make. So I think that's, you know, Chris was a little in, you know, forgetting about that that we've always kind of thought the cost of a lot of things has been out of whack but another thing about this thing too it seemed like you know i'm all for them making a piece of the puzzle but it seems like the money is coming from a new a new pie you know it's um the universities aren't going to make any less money the nca doesn't sound like it's going to make less money this is new money coming from boosters and everything to pay these kids so it's not like they're getting a piece of the pie. You know, it's not like the coaches' salaries are going to be any less. So the university is going to get less money. Um, no, so, but they I are. Mean, but they are getting money. Something that something that's due to them. Yes. But everybody was saying they should get a piece of the pie. It's them making all this money for the NCA and the university. So they should get, you know, sponsorship money or whatever. Um, so it's not like we're taking some of the money away from the coaches or the university. That's true. To the that is true. Rightfully. That is true. We have, 
we have new money flooding the system now. Yeah, uh, but I think, John, a piece of the pie is more global in the sense of the NCAA and others are making this insane amount of money, and the players that you know are helping to facilitate it. And, and again, I'm not going to say that a scholarship isn't worth money, and all it is, but comparatively, they're not getting a chance to reap the benefit. Now they are, regardless of where the money comes well, from. Well, now they are, and that the insane, insane money that the NCA is making is still there. The pie has just gotten bigger, um, which is one of my beefs. And another thing, for years we talked about let's do a reasonable, you know, stipend for them, so a monthly amount, five hundred bucks a month, so they can pay for gas and take their dates out on. Well, that's the they did do like that. that. The, the NCA did oh, well, did do that, what, two, three years ago, whatever it was. They did create the stipend. Seems like we jumped to that to million-dollar payouts in too short a time. Well, see, again, that's part of the problem here, John, because the average fan doesn't understand this. It happens so fast, it's hard to wrap your head around it because of how quickly this happened and the amount of money that we're seeing it doesn't relate to the model that we've all you know been brought up with right right and you know you did have a call earlier that says just needs to be a kind of a salary cap for universities and you could do all division one gets 50 million dollars to hand out however they want or whatever um you know it's just and like i said i think the, the pie has just gotten bigger it's not like it didn't control insane costs going to the NCA or insane money going to the NCA or the bowl payouts or anything else. It's just now we get extra money from the boosters and alumni. All right. Thank you for your call, John. Appreciate it. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Our last three or four minutes today. Um, Pretty interesting to me um, where this uh, is all going. Because I'm not saying that you can't have an opinion on it and we can either either lament it, but it's where we are. That, that, that's just where we are. And the, those that adapt to it, those that make the most of a new landscape, can. this is going to be a terrible analogy. Okay, but can you imagine when the automobile was built and all you did was ride a horse and now all of a sudden you got this contraption? I wonder what that must have been like, right? Well, that worked out pretty good. And I'm not comparing the two directly, but you get my point. When change happens and it happens quickly and suddenly it sometimes takes a while to mesh to get into the system so to speak and that's exactly where we are in my opinion here a couple of more emails and we'll say goodbye uh for the day matthew is the first one actually say two baseball ones for the end. Um, he says, uh, 
See, I know you're a big Mets fan. Uh, last year they faded. Do they hold on this year? Well, I think the Mets are going to be aggressive at the trade deadline. Um, but look, if they get DeGrom healthy and get Scherzer healthy, that's just going to make that's, – that's like having two guys get traded because Scherzer hasn't pitched in a long time. DeGrom hasn't pitched at all. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like what they've done. And then conversely, uh, Philip says, uh, he said, Steve, one of the surprise teams you mentioned, um, I was surprised at the Braves getting off to a slow start. I'm a Braves fan. I think they're on the right track now. Do you? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, look, somebody has to beat the Braves. They're the defending champions. Somebody has got to knock them off their perch. They're in good position. So give them credit for that. And how about the Marlins? They've won five in a row. They're just two games under 500. And maybe the team that I thought would be awful and hasn't been Baltimore. I mean, they're still seven games under 500, but compared to what they've been, and this is a team that has a minus in run differential. The Yankees are plus 162 in run differential. The Orioles are negative 25. And here's a great trivia question. Who has the worst run differential in Major League Baseball? Answer, Washington, a team that just won a World Series not too many years ago. They are minus 118 in run differential. That is just crazy. And there are one, two, three, four, five teams that have run differentials of minus 100 or more. And it's funny, there's only uh, two teams, the Dodgers and the Yankees, that have run differentials of plus 100 or more. Pretty interesting. Thanks to David for producing today. We thank you for listening. Got to get through this month. I'll do it again tomorrow at noon. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.